0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Matthew from Signature Fitness Club out of Yorkville, Illinois. Welcome to the show. How are you today?
2: whoop whoop I'm good thank you for having me appreciate it
1: I'm excited to have you here thank you for taking an hour out of your day to sit down and give back to the industry through you know talking about it I appreciate that before we dive into the business side which is what everybody is most definitely here to listen to give me the backstory how did you end up in the position of being a gym owner Matthew
2: uh, it's a long story, so I'll try to keep it uh, relatively streamlined. But at the end of the day, uh, um, it just starts from having a passion for um, serving people. I come from a lot of different backgrounds as far as like careers and things like that. Started in really um, the service side, went to more of like the sales side, into leadership through different industries, everything from cell phones to firearms. Um, and I think what I always found was I I jumped from career to career, never really understanding where I was going to end up, it was always, for me, it was always about making money, right? Like I started super young, just trying to, you know, pay bills and moved out of the house early and stuff like that. So money became like number one priority. And I always just pushed my career forward based on the concept of financial stability. Um, And then I wound up in a position where I was no longer growing as a human. I felt, I felt like I kind of reached some certain areas and I just happened to run into somebody who was in the industry and had a really cool opportunity to, uh, to try something new. And um, I wasn't really the healthy guy either. I, I didn't work out. I didn't eat healthy. I generally had a problem with drinking, stuff like that. So um, it was just a really unique opportunity for me to take care of myself, realign my own priorities and values, and really start to center my career around what I felt um, I was passionate about was getting myself better mentally, and physically, and then helping other people do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where it really all started. And needless to say, like, yeah, I'm healthy now. I work out every day. It's all fun. But uh, really, the passion for me that uh, keeps driving me is how do we continue to grow um the way that the industry operates and how we continue to serve people to do just that, go from an unhealthy state. And ultimately, for me, it's never really about health per se. it's like a side effect. I just want to create joy for people in their life. so. That's why I yeah keep
1: and I think that's kind of the cool part about this industry is we kind of get to be that light in a lot of people's day um especially even more so now um you know post pandemic so many people are working from home and the only time that they leave their house every day is to go to the gym. <laughs> So um, it's cool. You you can spark that joy. And um, that's something that I really like about the industry coming from, you know, Disney, where I got to make magic with people all day, can kind of implement that here into the fitness industry. And it's really cool. Um, So, you know, give us your elevator pitch of Signature Fitness Club. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide, paint a wholesome picture for us so we really understand the model here.
2: I mean, uh, we are a traditional style health club. We have things like classes and tating booths, and it's a twenty-five thousand square foot model here in Naperville, and then there's a fifty thousand square foot model down in Yorkville that we opened last year. Um, it's really it's a it's the traditional health club setting with just a different culture inside. All we're all about like getting to know our clients and customers, and really finding out where their where their problems are, and diving deeper into providing whatever service we can. Our biggest one is always going to be personal training on a one-on-one basis. But we do provide online coaching, nutrition consultations, group classes, small group coaching, anything that we can figure out a way to adapt our model to to serve the people in front of us. Um, At the end of the day, like we're trying to be like the uh, the big box, so to speak, with like a like a a small box feel, um, just a blending between the two. And I think there's a really cool opportunity as we see bigger clubs become bigger and more transactional and we see the personal aspect of um like boutiques and things like that i think there's a way to bring both into the space where people can have a full service but i would consider like a results driven training facility without necessarily getting into a tiny box you get all the luxuries of like the big club too like your tuning booth and maybe a supplement shop and things like that so that's what we have going right now we have two different models um and then soon to be hopefully our third one next year so
1: Awesome. That's exciting. So this is like more of a personal approach to the big box style gym. Your clients are coming in and you're providing them with that individualized kind of experience. You know, if I walk in the door, I'm not the type of person that can be successful working out on my own. So I would probably try to do personal training or classes. And then, you know, my best friend, well, you know, he knows what he's doing. So he can come in and get a workout on his own. So it's great because, you can market to endless amounts of people when you have multiple offerings like that. And that's great. Um, within this model, we all know that personal training is a great driver for revenue, brings in a lot more revenue than a normal month-to-month membership would. As things currently stand within the facilities, you know what percentage of your revenue is coming from that side of things?
2: I mean, I would say it's upwards of the like 30 to 40% of the revenue is from personal training alone. Um, as the online portion of things continue to grow, it will continue to over-index um, the draft on like membership, so to speak. We do have a high percentage of paid and full people that do like long-term memberships with with, with us versus like the annual or versus like the month-to-month versions. Um What's fun about our our clientele is it is always about quality over quantity. Right. So our gym's not as populated as like a traditional big gym, but people are very invested. They stay around a long time. Um, really, the, like going through the statistics, the really the only re- pe- reason people leave is because they end up moving, which I mean, honestly has happened a lot in the last couple of years. But um, yeah, it's still a big part of our our revenue stream, which also means it takes a high caliber of everything from the front desk employee through the ch- personal trainers and like just the consistency in the systems we use. Because as soon as the skill sets start to drop off, revenue takes a big hit because we don't rely so much on memberships.
1: Yep, it's interesting, you know, 30 to 40 percent of your business coming from personal training. I mean, in this model, that's amazing. And so it really says a lot about that quality of, you know, you're taking the time to get to know the lead when they come in, they decide to become a member, they join the personal training. And that's, that's really great. How many trainers do you have in the space right now?
2: Uh, We have trainers working in both clubs. So I'm always like mixed between how many here and how many there. Uh, It's roughly about 16 people that work back and forth. So I'd say about 12 and 12 and then the blending of a few people back and forth, um, and then we have a group of probably eight to 10 like leaders within the both clubs as well. Great. And we do right now we have a small model. So we have the ability to, to go back and forth. Pretty yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's, maybe that's-
2: Someday that won't happen, but
1: <laughs> that's ultra convenient. We have our, our CrossFit gym. We have three different locations and one of them is super far from Orlando, but you know, two of them are within like 20 miles from each other. So some of our coaches, they do that. They go back and forth um, for clients. And so um, it works out (laughs) when you can do that. Um, Okay. So my next question to you would be, you did say that you are a smaller club and you guys really focus on quality over quantity. So how many members do you have right now? You have a pretty big space. So
2: um, active members in the twenty on the Naperville locations well over six hundred, and then um, in the Yorkville locations well over a thousand. Um, or like fifty thousand square foot versus twenty five thousand square foot, so they're about the same per square. Um, I don't even honestly know if that's really good or really bad, uh, but it's it does show like the traffic patterns that are different than most clubs. Like we don't have the the congestion that you would see at a traditional like Lifetime or LA or something like that. So it's very manageable as far as getting your workouts in the Yorkville location at 50,000 square feet is, um, just is it's open. Like the weight rooms on both sides, like everything's very spread out. So you're not rubbing elbows to anybody. You got like dumbbells and barbells all over the place versus like everything. Sometimes traditionally gyms like that get stuck in like the weight rooms over there and the cardio is over there. Uh So we try to keep everything spread out. makes it feel good.
1: Yeah, it definitely probably helps people feel comfortable as well. Um, Okay, so, you know, 600 members in one location, 1,000 in the other. It sounds like you're not really having issues right now with, you know, people struggling to find space. So are you in a position to take on more members or are you guys kind of content where you're at?
2: We're always in a position to take on more people. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
1: you'd be surprised. Sometimes people people say, nah, I don't want any more members. I'm very, very happy where I'm at. So I would like to ask, because I think that it's interesting. Walk me through, you know, how you guys find new clients.
2: Um, I mean, finding new clients starts with finding new members. So you'd really have to start with like the way that you do outside marketing with business, the business partnerships. Going and walking the streets, talking to people, and things like that—like your traditional marketing styles for a gym—is just getting out into the public and setting up events at other like at other businesses. Whether it's a tent, whether it's an event that they have going on, finding local things that you can go to, and just exposing yourself to as many people as uh, possible, just to know that you're there. Um, we've never been a gym that does like ads and things like on Facebook. Um, we've tried a lot of different things, and it just doesn't feel organic to us. Most of our new members honestly come from word of mouth and um, buddy referrals. We do a lot of like incentives for people to refer people. We do um, in-house like membership days. Where we'll provide food and like have a little like party feel like once a month, and just trying to create attention tension around it. And then most of it's just outside marketing, making phone calls to businesses, going and traveling, walking around, handing out passes, mail of, mailing some stuff out, things like that. As we get into the more of the online stuff, we do uh, like a lot of email marketing and text marketing and things like that, too. But it's more generated around like the service side. And then the transition from them going from a vendor to client is the same. I mean, every single person that you touch um, is really just about finding out what their problem is, finding out what their biggest struggle is and what their goal is and seeing how you can support it. Um, it's always for us going to lead to an appointment. The appointment's going to be based around either um, nutrition conversation or some kind of fitness conversation. We do the assessment movements and we go through the criteria, functional strength, training movement patterns, posture, trying to help the person evaluate where they're currently at and creating like the emotional attachment to it, and then offering the support. Like if we could help you get to where you want to go, like is that something you're open to? And then offering the ultimate solution, which is putting together a package, whether it's your own personal training online coaching, nutrition conversations or small group training or whatever it is that we can get them involved with at the next level. It's continuing to graduate them through. I tell people all the time, like even if somebody doesn't have an issue, like let's take, for example, a new member shows up and they seem very fit. Like that's the conversation that a lot of people are like, well, they're good to go. It's like, actually, those are the people that are most interested in in taking care of themselves. So even though the first interaction might be Uh, No, I'm good. I got a workout plan. I follow and all that stuff. Um, Like you just keep that person on your roster of active leads that you're constantly just following up with. And the most important part is just keep the conversation going. Learn the person, learn to know their name, where they live, what they do for work, their family style. Eventually, almost every single person will do some kind of investment with you to get their next level. You just have to be consistent. Like you can't take somebody showing up on their first day. Uh, and not doing your free assessment and being like oh they're not interested like it literally is just keeping the conversation going and learning more about them at the end of the day you got to build trust you have to learn the person and ultimately provide value for them um so i say that's what we do is we just continually go back through and not to mention just building relationships at the front desk like if you're not saying uh i tell my team all this if you're not saying hi to people by their name then you're not, you're not creating a relationship. Hey, how you doing? Bye. Yeah. Um, Like you have to know every single person that's walking through your club, whether it's 300 people or a thousand people. Um, I will never take the excuse. Like I can't keep track of it all. Like you learn and you learn to know people that you pay attention to. So,
1: yeah, no, you touched on so many good things there. I was just kind of letting you talk because I think that all of that is just like really valuable. And that last piece that you just talked about, you know, getting to know each member, not only that that's huge for retention. We want, as a consumer, we want to feel seen, we want to feel heard. And so a simple thing, like being greeted by your name, when you walk in the door of your gym, it does substantial things for, for your, you know, retention. And, um, we hired a, you know, new coaches in the past, we've hired front desk people. And I always tell them like the number one thing that I say, you have to call people by name here. You have to learn their names. And I know that, like, all people will say, I'm not a name person. I'm not good at learning names. Well, you better get good at learning names because that's the one thing that makes a huge difference. And so glad that you touched on that. You also talked about consultations and how you do consultations with everybody that comes into the gym. And I think that that's huge too, because if somebody's joining a gym, it's because they want to see some kind of result. Maybe it's a physical change. Maybe it's a mental change, an emotional change, whatever it is. So if we're taking the time to sit down with them and kind of sell them to that result, how can we help them get that result? It does amazing things for the business. And then the final thing (laughs) you touched on there was that you guys have done a lot of organic kind of stuff in terms of how you grow. You work with your members to to get referrals. You work with other businesses to get referrals. You know, word of mouth. And I think that those are all really effective things. Like as business owners, we want to have good word of mouth because word of mouth is free. So of course we want it. But when it comes to predictability, we can't predict like the speed at which we're going to get new members. So like if you go open a new facility and you're, not advertising at all. Like you can't predict hey we're going to hit 300 members by the first month. There's no way of knowing. Um so how have you guys, you know, kind of made that work when you haven't done advertising at all?
2: Um our biggest like it actually is just going out and getting leads, names and numbers from uh either events like having signups where we'll go to like a barbecue that's local and we'll sit there with a the booth and um, just go through giving away like free workouts or demonstrations, things like that, collecting like names and numbers. Like it's going to be the basis of everything. So when you have X amount of like leads coming into the system, which is something that we track every single day, like that's the predictability. If right. we see a, uh, a decline in leads, it's either because the team is not going out while there's not as many events, something is happening to keep that. And you have to like pull yourself in and go, Hey, it's just any sales funnel, right? You're running down to the very end. If you don't have something feeding it constantly, it's just going to dry up. So you have to create those things where you can jump on Facebook and you can look for events locally. You can look for businesses. I mean, the businesses will always be open to like, hey, can I help you advertise? What can you do for me? Like exchange things like that. Um. Yeah, I would say like in the future, like we definitely look in at like the advertisement realm. I think for me, it's not about... Um, advertising like gym passes and free trials and things like that and gyms are size or that's traditionally what you would see it's how do we incorporate the service side of it and actually getting people to jump on a phone call to talk about their fitness goals yeah and um that's the stuff that we've been playing around the last few months with like online coaching and how do we advertise use it or marketing you can smell a little room like i do some webinars and stuff i'm not as crazy as like a youtuber or podcaster maybe not yet but um like just try, trying to provide value to people so you can send that stuff out through social media and through email platforms and have people share it ultimately drawing attention back to your your club so
1: yeah that's how def- we've done it so far definitely and I think that it's interesting that you said you know like maybe in the future it's something that you'll kind of look into <laughs> but the reason why you kind of haven't yet is what we see typically here, people are advertising and you can go on Facebook right now and you'll see it. You know, the gym down the road is offering a $10 a month membership and they're, they're advertising that everywhere. Hey, give us a free week pass or come in and get it three free personal training sessions or whatever it might be. And like, realistically, that's not really benefiting the business because people are coming in on a free offer. If people are coming in on a free offer, well, usually they're not going to convert unless they actually, you know, understand that it's not really free. Um, and so I've seen people do, you know, advertising a free consultation. I've seen people advertising like a, um, some sort of challenge, things like that. And I think there's a lot of approaches that make sense for different models. I think especially with you guys, where you do have that super hands-on kind of approach is maybe advertising some kind of you know, free conversation or something like that, a results-driven thing might be really beneficial for you as you move forward. Um, My next question is, you keep mentioning this online thing, so tell us a little bit about your online platform. Um, (laughs) I think the last couple of years here, uh, we all have come to understand that the virtual world is the way to go, and so it sounds like it's something that has been beneficial, so let's hear, you know, a little bit about that.
2: Um, yeah, so I mean, I became a little bit intrigued with online marketing since the age of like, you know, 16 or 17 years old when the internet was born. Um, and then it's always been like one of those things I've been interested in incorporating into different business models. Um, I think a lot of people get exposed to like the different kind of coaching mentalities and things that can be done through online coaching. And then when we, you know, when a personal trainer gets involved in like researching online coaching, there's nothing but like, uh, I feel just a lot of noise, like just a ton of noise. So I had like an opportunity to actually go and spend money with a, a ton of online coaches. And this is before the whole uh, pandemic situation and it was really trying to figure out how do we incorporate a, an online market inside of a four-wall facility? One, to stabilize the business and create different revenue streams, obviously. And then two, how do you take a personal trainer who's in a building every single day and their, their financial outcome is limited by how many hours they can work, which inherently means they're going to graduate out of that. They're either going to become a leader in the club, which means that you now you're losing a personal trainer to become a leader and maybe it's not their skill set. Or two, they're not making enough money to be the breadwinner of the house. And they're going to have to change industries to go and pursue success in life. And it's one of the main fundamental problems that I saw coming into industry is like, you can't have the people servicing your clients constantly changing because of the financial restriction that they have. So we have to fix the restriction. And everything for me pointed on, if you're bound by zip code as a gym, then you need to get people outside the zip code to spend money with you, which means you have to go online. And if you're bound by time as a personal trainer, you have to find ways to be more efficient, which means you're no longer looking at one-on-one sessions and you have to actually coach people and guide people and mentor groups of people. So that's where really it all started. Um, it also is me becoming a personal trainer and realizing that if I hand somebody a, a meal plan, and be like, here you go, have fun. Uh, nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, they wouldn't do it. Like they wouldn't get results. Um, If I was only working with somebody once a week, they weren't getting great results. There's a lot of unique stories that I can say like one or two times a week with a a client would lead to awesome results. But let's say statistically, it just wasn't happening that way. And that's what I saw. I saw a lot of people spending a lot of money to to solve a big problem and they couldn't get there. So as a trainer, I started like coaching people, like texting people back and forth and be like, When you're at the store and you need help with food, like text me this. And like, and then obviously I ran into that problem. Time and restriction became the issue. Like the amount of effort being put in versus financial reward just wasn't working. And I always became like this battle. So that's when I decided to start the journey of like figuring out what the right model for us was. Um. obviously buying personal training, like online coaching from a lot of different people. I saw the very traditional, like, Hey, here's a workout plan for the week. Here's a meal plan for the week. Why don't you go ahead and check in with me through email, blah, blah, blah. Some people had cool portals. Some people had like basic stuff. Um, a lot of people at the time where I was doing research were using trainer eyes and things like that. And so I did that. I tried um, at one point I was coaching 167 people basically for free. Um, and I was using, trying to use different models through apps and stuff like that. And what I found was the more automated I tried to make it, the more one-to-many solution or more efficient solution became less personal and it worked worse. It didn't get results. It didn't solve the problem I wanted to, which means I couldn't charge what I needed to, to make both problems get fixed. So um, after quarantine, continue the process. That's when I actually painted this room and started having fun with some videos Um, we started migrating towards like a very personalized coaching mentality. It has to do with um, behavior modifications more than anything. And it takes a lot of basically one-on-one conversations through either Zoom or having a personal chat group with you, a trainer and another person to kind of guide you through a process. And then, uh, yeah, I started learning like uh, different frameworks that you could set up and different uh, ways to actually create structure to a training program that can be delivered to somebody remotely where, It wasn't like a, here's your workout plan. Here's your meal plan. Hopefully you have fun. If you have problems, let me know. Um, And more of actually strategic checkpoints throughout the weeks as a person goes through. So in a sense, creating like a, a game for somebody, like all the wins they have to check off, but then having it delivered by another human being. And that's what really made the impact. So earlier this year is when we actually started our, what I would consider like our high ticket item uh selling stuff online anywhere between 600 to 2000 2500 bucks um and uh at first it was rough it was like learning a new skill like i'm really good at selling at the table in my opinion like talking to people all the time and then uh now i have to do it over the phone and it's uh it was a very different feeling so um went through a couple of different models tried a different campaigns basically went 2 to 3 months with zero sales and then did a couple of experimental like giveaways and started blowing up. And for the last like four, four months ish, um, it's been very successful and it keeps growing, which is awesome. So I'd say we're, we're very new to it, which is fun, but it's also, um, like if I had to give advice to anybody, like you just have to keep persisting. You have to keep pushing forward and figure out what the right feel is for you. Like, as I want to naturally become um, more efficient with the process, that was taking me away from like the direction of what I believe was for our company. And as I got more and more personal and higher and higher prices, um, the service actually became what it needed to be. Um, and that's where we can actually, I can throw a guarantee on it now and be like, I promised you results. That's, that's what there is. So.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think um, like you said, you have to find a kind of find what makes sense for you. And from the sound of it here, like, I mean, from the get-go in this conversation, you seem like the type of guy who's like truly in this to like help people. And so everything that you do, there's like this super customized kind of approach to it. And so you figured out how to apply what you have with your customized approach in person to this online platform and really make that a profitable piece of your business. Um, It's great that you have that extra revenue stream coming in because many people with this model, it's like, hey, we sell this gym membership. It's all we got. We might have a little bit of personal training, but that's it. You guys have many streams of revenue coming to kind of like grow this business and help it flourish. Um, And that's awesome and exciting to see. Um, If you, you know, were to be handed a magic wand, I put a little bit of that Disney magic in there and all your dreams and true for signature fitness clubs have come true. What would that picture look like for you, Matthew?
2: If there was a magic wand, I mean, honest to goodness, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it. I would, uh, building and going through the process is just like fitness. You have to learn to enjoy it. You have to learn that the struggle is the process. Like you have to love it. Um, if I had to like shortening the learning curve for me, like that's always going to be the thing for me is like figuring out like, okay, so we need to learn how to add market and create more generation as far as like specifics around, Um, how to get attention and how to get into a lead and how to like, like, without wasting a bunch of money, right? That would be the one thing I'd be like, that's a magic wand. Like, let's fix that thing and just help me build a classic sales funnel using paid advertising versus non-paid. And so I can get the scalability behind it. Or if I could just have like 20 like duplicate myself, that's a magic wand. Like I need like 20 people that have the best of intentions that aren't willing to be distracted by the concept of money. I tell people all the time, like if you're going to be in this industry, you have to be okay with being broke. It doesn't mean you have to be broke, but you have to be accepting that you're not in this for money. If you want money, there's a lot of under, other industries to get into. Uh, you can be successful in this, but it stems from reciprocity of like truly caring about another person. When somebody is sitting in front of you and they ask for help, you can't have a ticket sitting there in your brain distracting you from actually providing what the person needs. Um, like that's the that's a long answer and not, a, not even right answer. Like magic wand, I wouldn't take it. I love going through the process. Like, I'm that guy that will I used to work on cars. My very first job was painting hot rods. I loved painting hot rods. As soon as it was done, I'd be like, Oh, ship it, get rid of it. I don't want to keep it, don't want to sell, just fucking get rid of it. And I want to paint another one. Um, That's kind of how my brain works. And I just, I learned to love the struggles that we go through because every time you persevere through a problem, you are a better person on the other side, whether it's fitness or business or relationships, like you just have to be willing to go through it. Um,
1: That's, that's great. And, um, you know, typically somebody gives me this, like, you know, long-winded answer that they want to have this and they want to that have wasn't it. long-winded. <laughs> and, I mean it was a little long-winded, but it wasn't like um, you know, it wasn't a typical answer. And I think that it's great that you really enjoy going through the process and you seem like a really tactical person. Like you like to figure things out. And I, that's obviously going to carry you places. And I'm excited to see signature fitness club, you know, number three pop up, maybe number four, you know, just because you're so driven. Um where can our listeners go to check you out online maybe follow you on instagram whatever it might be
2: um yeah you can go to signaturefitnessclub.com would be our home page you can apply for a little trial day if you want to come visit um we have instagram which is going to be fitnessbydesign.online or signature fitness club um, instagram handle um you can email me at matthew at signaturefitnessclub.com shoot me a cell phone a text call whatever 630 676 like um yeah everything's out there so it's pretty easy <laughs> like if you uh if you yeah we have seo set up so if you type in signature fitness club on uh, google it'll pop us up and there's either going to be us or the one out in new jersey that's not associated with us so
1: <laughs> okay cool well i'm excited that we got to chat today um and like i said you your mindset and everything and your approach on how you do business is going to carry you places i always think it's really cool when we have somebody running a business who is not a fit, fitness expert because the perspective and the way that you do things is like a little bit different Um versus somebody who just decided to get into you know owning a crossfit gym because they like crossfit it's completely different um yeah Thank you, Matthew, for being here today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode.
3: What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald and joining us on the show is Olga Collins of Alex Fitness coming to you from the heart of San Francisco, California. Olga, what is going on? How are you today? Doing great, thank you. I am excited to to dig into this and, and learn what we can learn from you. Before we talk business and strategy and tactics and all of that. Why don't you tell us first and foremost, a little bit about Alex fitness and and what this gym is about.
4: Um, so first of all, like uh, the Alex Fitness itself, it's uh, like medium size. I, I like to say small, but it's not really small. It's a uh, six hundred uh, square feet and uh, six thousand. Sorry. <laughs>
3: yeah. And
4: uh, Yes, uh, it's a medium-sized gym which is fully equipped. Uh, we do not have uh, any any extra like separate room for the uh, group classes, but we do try to incorporate some small classes, small group classes in. Yeah. in our routines but uh we are like old-fashioned gym when you coming over doing whatever you want to like you have everything for this and you of course if you need any guidance we also do some personal training a lot of personal training actually but uh, uh people like us because you don't have to follow any programs or any uh, you just come coming over and using equipment and it's mm. great atmosphere. doing nice your own thing, thing right yeah doing your own thing yes got it
3: okay and so uh, this is there's there's something for everybody right we have a membership component to this there's personal training small group classes whatever you're looking for we've got it here tell us a little bit about how you came to be involved with this all because as I understand it you weren't the one that started the business but somewhere along the line you found yourself owning the business talk to me about that transition process
4: yeah it's it's an interesting transition i would never uh, never think like that i'm gonna end up owning the gym and running the gym full time so uh business got started by my very dear friend and uh, he is a professional and he he has multiple locations in the in in russia so uh and um, Alex Fitness was one of the small branches here in the United States and run by different manager at that time and um, and so he decided to sell the business and but it was unsellable it was in a very bad shape and Mm. not doing very well no one wanted to buy it and it was no reason to keep running it so he asked me to come over here and fix it a little bit like so we can sell it like do the little makeover to the business and we actually agree from the beginning just for the six months for me for six months to be here and just do small things like to make it pretty and um, that's how i started It was about seven years ago and uh, then i started to do some make some changes uh, and and it's got better Got better. Yeah. Our old clients started to come back. Like more trainers uh, started to be interested in, in in working with us. And slowly, slowly, slowly. And when it got on a, like on a, at the, to, to the point when it was okay business, so not <laughs> not sucking too much money, not uh, requiring too much investments. And we decided maybe we're gonna keep running it for a while and see how it goes. And then we became a partners. And just lately, just recently, uh, I took over because I was running uh, this business for seven years already and it started to feel like it's, it's, it's mine. I'm already, I'm, I'm fully, <laughs> fully present uh, operating it by myself. Like my son started to help me out. Uh, and then it's, I got a feeling like it can be a great, like family business. So yeah. when we can take care of it together and. So that's what that's how and it's just recently we just bought it out and yeah and
3: so what plan what originally started as 6 months is now 7 years yes. and yeah. a legacy project bringing your son in for years to come so
4: Yes and I was from the beginning now. I was thinking like I'm uh, why am I doing this I'm I'm living somebody else's dream like like somebody else's who's really into fitness who, who's really like uh, living his life like uh, running those multiple businesses started from the personal trainer like huge career and i thought it's it's not mine it's somebody else's dream like <laughs> i have to find someone which is my but that uh, slowly 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 i got really into it and as soon as i got into it as soon as i got an idea so it's gonna be a of a family legacy uh maybe i started to treat it a little differently i don't know but, yeah but also the pandemic, this pandemic situation changed a lot. Like, that was going like, to be my
3: next question, lot. Olga, is, is how your membership now or the numbers for the business look now compared to 2019 or early 2020?
4: Actually, it's a very interesting situation because like, at the point when uh, we got locked down, we had like certain amount of members, like we had like 430 members. Again, we are a small gym, so it's maybe not very much for the (laughs) corporates, corporate big businesses, but uh, so it was 430 people we had, we lost majority of them. So we like some loyalty- California was shut down for a long time. Yes, stayed with us like maybe a hundred, but most of them had the memberships on hold uh, and, Right now, we actually have a four, we got slowly, slowly like uh, um, got to the point when it's like 410 right now. And I'm still climbing, I'm still trying to get to this uh, 430 point. So we have, but it's a completely different dynamics. So before we had a lot of people who had memberships, but not wasn't using the gym for for, uh, too much.
3: Aha, okay.
4: But now every single person who got back, is using the gym as much as they can. Like so much more dedicated. Yeah, very dedicated. And also for me to like, it's touched my heart, how we started to get back those members. If before I was like, uh, yeah, thinking about like business strategies, uh, thinking about cleanliness and all machines supposed to be like in order. And, but uh, I definitely, wasn't that much involved in like personally in in personal relationships and after after lockdown we had no money at all i could i had no money yeah. to pay uh, pay right. uh, um, uh, payroll, so I couldn't ask anyone to work for me because the United States is very, very t- t- tricky, tricky place. So in Russia, people would just work for idea, in, in hoping that they're gonna get paid in the future. You can't do it here. So yeah. I was, I was sitting, I was working by myself, all by myself, cleaning, yeah. sitting there, t- t- greeting people, checking them yeah. in. And, and suddenly, also- this
3: club feels much larger than how you describe yes. it.
4: Yes. And then I started every every single person who was signing up for the membership after the lockdown was like, oh, oh for me, thank you for coming back. Now I know every single name uh, right. of my members, everyone, right. everyone in person, everyone, uh, all the stories, uh, how they got back. And uh, so it feels completely different. I'm sure I'm eager to go, go to work <laughs> like every yeah, so, day.
3: So now moving forward, what do you think the... The, the limit is how far can you go beyond
4: 430? Can you go 500, 600? Uh, maybe, maybe, again, if you care about business and numbers, it's one thing. I can do probably 500. But mm. if you care about people and how comfortable they are and atmosphere, That's a good point, I think yeah. 450, 450, okay. because, so because delicate balance. Is, yeah. Yeah, because we are not very, we are on this, located on the second floor and we're not very visible from the streets. And sometimes um, members, like new people coming, oh, I live in this area. I never thought it's a gym there. Like, so. Yeah, we yeah, hear that and- all,
3: all the time from gyms that have been around for 10, 20 years that they still have people coming in that, that didn't know that they were around. And so not- for you, what's been working? From a marketing standpoint to to attract people in and, and to get them to join
4: uh the the, mo- the the most important part it's a reviews on a google and yelp so we mm. know i tried everything i tried like uh, sending like uh, this uh Uh, like cards and invitations and flyers and this and that and that so it's not really working maybe it's like it's not worth it it's not even bringing back those money you spent for printing those materials so uh and magazines and this and that uh but of course social media of course social media but we are not very big on social media um uh because i'm i'm the very old-fashioned <laughs> I'm not yeah. very good at social media yeah. that's yeah. why we're not big but but we that's our next step in marketing but um what I uh, I realized people uh, San Francisco and speci- like it's very spe- specific uh city when people come and go come and go all the time like on a uh, lot of um uh, Tech companies and like in people come uh, relocating here for work, and then in a year they they moving forward or moving to another state or moving outside of the city because it's pretty expensive to live here. So uh, we have this constant flow of uh, new people, and uh, what they do as soon as they like decide where which area they want to live, they go on Google and like and just checking online, like gyms around me so yep. they pick uh, from they like from what i'm hearing all the time they pick like i don't know five different gyms which is right nearby of the the place they live and they just go and check and and see which one and one is more expensive one is like less expensive one is this one is yeah. that and of course everyone has different preferences someone likes to do classes so then they better pick the gym someone is only want to work out with the personal trainers so maybe they willing to pick the studio but people been getting people who knows what, who know what they do <laughs> who, yeah. like uh, already have some experience they've and, done the
3: research already yeah, yeah. so and how does that well. affect your your sales process when somebody comes to you and is is potentially interested in joining what is that process like who are they meeting with and, and what is it? Uh, they're actually meeting happening.
4: with me or one of uh, my my administrators. So like front desk representatives. And we are one person operated gym. Like uh, <laughs> we only one person at the front desk and we do everything. And we, we, we have like four shifts during the day. So it's just a few hours, but we, we switch but it's only one person present there so we give them a nice tour uh and showing around like uh, talking a little bit about our equipment and talking about like peak hours or uh, because people are different some people want to work out during the peak hours like yeah. when yeah, a, yeah. because they want to sense this like you know like when it's busy gym they, they part of the group part of the community well san francisco
3: is is such a technologically heavy market that peak hours might be not your traditional before or after work with so many people being remote you know
4: absolutely yes absolutely but now it's such. before it was like uh, uh, very unusual for the gyms like when everyone was remote when we just started to reopen after lockdown it was like 9 10 in the morning which is like usually people supposed to be at work but then, right, uh, right, right, and right. then like oh, four about 4 p.m but now it's got back to normal already of course like seven 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 in the morning the peak hour and mm-hmm. uh, uh six p.m five six p.m in the yep. evening after work so we're giving the uh, like getting back to the new person like how we g- greet them is giving them a nice tour and um if I see the person is wiggling a little bit, like uh, I'm not sure. Some you can see if they they yes. I I definitely want to try. I definitely just. Uh, but uh, I also have a little like cards one one uh, data they sorry, uh, one day trial, one uh, day trial. Okay. Like so, a, like and a uh, yeah. I just give them a one day trial uh, a card and I say, whenever you're ready, come back here. And I highly recommend you to come over during those hours when you're really planning to work out so you can see how crowded it is and like, yep. you can try. And yep. people like free stuff, so. Um,
3: yeah, and, and I'm sure at that it. point, they're, they're either, they know this is for them or they know it's not for them, right? There's not too yeah. much that we need to do in, in the form of a sales process from that point.
4: Yeah, yeah. And people are still comparing. Of course, they might like some bad, bigger gym which offering like uh, group classes as well or some uh, extra services like saunas or maybe some gyms they have pools so or like be- better facility. But then they compare prices. And so it's always good to to give them a try. Uh, so So they yeah. can see. And, th- and also some um, some gyms. Uh, that, that's what I like to hear from 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 my client, from my members, new members. So they saying, "Huh, like uh, the other gym, right right nearby? It feels like uh, like no. They are comparing us to the other gym, right. like uh, b- bigger, bigger, and better. Like big, better facilities, m- much more crowded, more people. And yep. they saying." I feel like if you really want to work out, uh, that's a great place for you to be, talking about us. Uh, but if you want to be seen working out, uh. you have to go, you gotta go there. And I said, nothing wrong with it, but you still can work it out. Like uh, Come over here, build your muscles, go over there and flex. Yeah, get a membership at both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Start from here, then when you, whenever you're ready, go over there.
3: <laughs> yeah. Now, you, you mentioned earlier that personal training is a big focus for the business do you find that many people sign up right from the beginning or do you think it's usually a little bit later after they sign up for a membership
4: um they uh they interested right from the beginning but they most of them ending up like using the gym a little bit and observe and maybe see if they like someone and that's very often happening so um they ask like what's about personal training and how much and what's the prices like what who is training and where i can see those trainers pictures or, um and we have like uh, consultations with the trainers all, all this free and you can consult with like few different trainers until you find someone you really you can really click because the you know the way you connect with the person is very also very important not just the skills and we always encouraging people to talk at least with uh, like a couple of different people before they decide but um, very often when they start using the membership after during the first months they already know who they want to try like yeah who, uh, who they want
3: to just just looking from the outside first now yeah uh, Oga, our, our whole conversation has been around the, the rebuild post covid and getting members in and, and eventually getting them into personal training if we can talk to me a little bit about goals for the business as you move forward now you mentioned 430 kind of being that number in your head but but what's the big picture for this what's longer term where do you see Alex Fitness going as a business
4: actually the 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 business itself uh, I can't I can't it's it's only can do that much because, mm-hmm. again, if I'm going to, uh, I have to, like, cop the membership because uh, people, when I'm talking with my members, oh, I have to do more advertising, I have to do marketing, I have to do this, this, and they said, please don't, please don't, let it be our little secret. So, everyone wants it to be our little secret because they don't want it to be overcrowded. They don't want to wait for the machine to, like, you know, like when people, few people at the same time want to use the same machine, it's like, make makes your know, workout un- uncomfortable so I do not want to overcrowded this so I'm trying to find the ways how to use it more facility more off peak hours for example do small classes we have space but it's not a separate room it's technically room where people stretch or do functional training we, we're using it for the small groups right now but uh obviously during peak hours, it would be impossible. People would complain because they, right. it's, it's yep. too much. It's a loud music, it's people jumping around. Uh, you can't stretch peacefully at that space anymore. So that's why we're trying to use like uh, hours like uh, noon or like super early at six in the morning. And uh, yeah, we're trying to find the ways. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna go over 4.50. Uh, numbers-wise, but, uh, like, try to find the ways to, like, you know, alternative ways to, right. to use the facility, yes, and it's not gonna break, that for me, uh, uh, growing, it's not, it's, it's not growing inside this location. For me, growing, it's, uh, it's opening a new one, Yeah, that's what I was thinking, and yeah. And uh, we have some ideas like about like doing this with a little twist, but again, like, I don't want to really talk about it. <laughs> sure, sure. We'll save that for another yeah.
3: conversation down the road. Yes, and so yes, but- one final question for you, Olga, to, to begin to wrap all of this up. What's the best that advice that you could provide to somebody looking to get into owning their own gym?
4: Uh, Everything, like, I think, like, I truly believe in a, in a, when you start as a trainer, when you start from the very beginning, not coming with a, of course, if you have a great education and in, in running gyms and you're opening and you know how to, uh, everything about strategies, marketing and everything, but I think it's the best when, when your business have a soul like you in person like if you start from if you know everything if you start as a trainer if you know how to what to do there yourself you know and you li- you really like what you're doing and like slowly slowly learning on your own mistakes or uh, actually the, what you are guys doing it's really great like when when business owners can exchange the experiences and uh, so we can learn from each other and maybe get some little ideas here and there and try and try and uh, i'm pretty sure people are going to su- people going to support you and that's yeah, th- yeah. that's how my friend who started his business started and built a huge corporation and I'm, I just started, started, not, not just, but seven years ago, I started this journey and now I'm here and looking forward for the future. And yeah, I'm wishing the very best luck to everyone who is in, in fitness industry right now.
3: Can't thank you enough. Olga, that's a perfect place for us to wrap things up here, but I appreciate you and, and your willingness to contribute to the overall conversation. I agree with you. I think conversations like this need to be more prevalent in our industry. And so I wish you nothing but the best. I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. And, and we look forward to seeing what that shapes up as. Thank you. Absolutely. And good luck to you as
4: well. For thank many, you. many, many many interesting uh, gym owners can share their experiences with That's us. That's right. And, and so to everyone who tuned in today,
3: thank you as well. Don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors.
5: What is going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the gym Lords podcast I will be your host today my name is JJ Hernandez and joining us on the show today is a very special guest it is the one and only Tracy with rock box fitness spring out of Texas Tracy what's going on happy Monday how you feeling today
6: good morning JJ I'm feeling great I'm just happy to be here.
5: Yeah, yeah, we're happy to have you on. We're excited to have you on and we're ready to dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on with Rockbox. But first, let's take a step back here. Why don't we give you the opportunity, we'll give you the floor here to go ahead and give us a little description, right? Give us a little rundown of what Rock Rockbox fitness really is. What is it is, what is it to you?
6: Okay, well, Rockbox fitness is just an amazing franchise that we stumbled upon and decided to run with it for ourselves. Um We specialize in boxing, kickboxing, and functionals all in one classroom setting. It is an amazing, exhilarating, fun workout. (laughs) Um, We like to say we are like fight club meets nightclub, (laughs) but we don't talk about fight club. (laughs) But but it it really is. You have that setting in there where it's, You're enjoying yourself while you're working out, so it makes it so much easier to go in and do this, even on a daily basis. Um, We also do some personal training, and we do nutrition and accountability, so we hold our members accountable um, because we don't want them just paying their money and not getting in there. We want them to see the results that they want, um, lead healthier lifestyles, and just bottom line have fun doing it.
5: Yeah. I so, love that. I love that. I think that's so important. I think that's so important to make sure that they're enjoying it while going through the tough times, right? I mean cuz I mean, right. it's, it's not really the easiest thing, but I think that that's great. That's great. That's an emphasis there for you. And so, you know, kind of diving into it here. Um, Tracy, you know, how many how many members are you, are you are you guys serving currently?
6: Right now we have I believe it's around 143 members. Um, we opened three months ago with around 125. So we've grown even though we've lost some. Um, you know how that first initial contract is up, it's hard to get people in. Um, and so give and take, we've got our, over 140.
5: So. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, you know, for you guys. What's been the best method of getting new people through the door?
6: Our best method has been um, currently, we do IG3. So we offer free classes on Instagram. And so we've gotten a lot of people in there um, that way. Um, Word of mouth, we have some wonderful members that you know, spread the word out there and they bring in friends and we've gotten a lot of members that way. Facebook, Instagram are the main things. Um, I am currently getting involved in the chamber of commerce in our local area. We just had our ribbon cutting on Friday. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so we're doing that sort of thing. Um, I'm doing a lot of the guerrilla marketing things of that nature. So we're partnering with other smaller businesses in our area where we help advertise for each other and i think that is going to be key in our area
5: yeah that's 100% Boom, those relationships i think that's awesome especially when you're starting right i think uh, obviously you know years down the road i think it's kind of you're exhausting the, the the amount you can possibly do with growth Mike, but i think at the beginning it's necessary you know you, you have right. and um I love the fact that you, you guys are are able to use uh, what I call versatility, which is versatility, right? I mean, everybody calls right. it versatility, but I think the versatility in marketing and, and not being so, I guess, stuck in the ways, right? Or being stubborn with whatever is the, the one thing that you want to do. So I love that. I love it. And that's awesome. And so, you know, I mean, hard to kind of put a number on here, but if you can give us an estimate. What would you say for you guys is like an average month of new leads, new people coming through there? What do you think that number looks like for you guys?
6: Well, it has dwindled some for uh, since we opened and we're doing pre sales, but now we're getting uh, leads per month around 50 to 70.
3: Gotcha. Yeah.
6: Of course, we
5: want to see that grow, but right of now, what that is. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. And again, thanks to the versatility, I think you're able to hit those numbers, right? And obviously, right. I think, obviously, we know leads aren't new members, of course, but just making sure that you can, it's a numbers game, right? It becomes a numbers game. Absolutely. How many you can convert, how many you interact with, or, you know, if you're willing to follow up multiple times and, you know, right. play the game of like, hey, like, you know, we're thinking about you, we want to see you. I think that's really like what what the, the long-term game looks like. And yes. so, um, you know, I kind of curious here too, right. Cause I mean, obviously being a new business and I, and I think there's always a right way to do things and there's never a wrong way to do things. Um, I mean, there's a specific way that people expect you to do it. I'm sorry. That's It's not the right way. That's the wrong wording to use, but people expect you to track it a certain way. So just kind of curious, like, how do you go about tracking the metrics, right? Tracking those numbers of how long somebody has been with you, where they are on that, that client journey. How do you guys track those numbers?
6: um well we use club ready and so we track everything in there anybody that works with us knows to put notes in there that way if somebody else comes in working with them we know their journey and what they're dealing with and that way we can stay on a personal level with our members
5: i love that i love that yeah because i think it's so important when you can do the, the the dirty work and, and you know keep on 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 the 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 boring stuff right, right. where people are like oh I want to I don't want I don't need to do that right because we're fitness professionals we track our macros we track our weight we track you know how much weight is on the bar everything like that but then it comes to your metrics sometimes where we're kind of just like I think I have 110 members You're like, come <laughs> on you can't really throw those away right so yeah I
6: th-
5: I, again and I think it's great that you guys have that CRM in place because again some people come on and they're like hey like I use a sign-in sheet like it's like
6: right. really
5: like how do, you, how do you know where they are so i think that really does set you aside for and you're setting yourself up for success right i mean it's again yes. doing the boring work but is necessary it's, i mean that's one of our core tenets here is do the boring work right like it's like hey if we have to reschedule and we have to go back three four times to make sure that it works well for you we'll do so you know and that, that's the best thing right it's just doing the things that nobody else wants to so right i love that and so here's going to be a little bit of a longer-winded question here, Tracy, but a good question in itself, a good way to kind of self-reflect, right? So, um, you know, in the fitness and gym industry, and what we've been discussing on this podcast have been three pillars of business, right? And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Getting people through the door. Your okay. client acquisition, which is your sales. So getting somebody from interested to converted to an actual client. Yeah. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Tracy, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve
2: the most?
6: Right now, I think that where we can improve is like just closing the sales. Um, You know, going through pre-sales, all of this, we are brand new to the market and doing anything like this. Um, I did most of the pre-sales and I had that down. I surprise myself because I didn't think of myself as per se, a salesman. <laughs> <But> <laughs> when you're passionate about something that comes across. So pre-sales was great. Now that we are actually open, they get to try out a free class. And so we talk to them after the class. And so I think for all of us that are dealing with this, we, um, that is our struggle is going into this different type of sales.
3: Yeah.
6: Um, yeah. You, have, you have to word it a different way. Um, for me, I think the class would sell itself. But, you know, you get so many that are, oh, I have to talk to my spouse. I have to run the numbers, you know. and, and for, for me, um, I'm not, I'm bottom line, I'm not a salesman. So I've got to learn how to do that correctly. Yeah. Working with our members and keeping them, that's not an issue because we love our members and they know that. And so we've developed a great friendship there where we work well with each other.
3: Yeah,
5: I love that. And I think, um, I mean, full transparency, I think you're not supposed to be a salesperson, right? I mean, (laughs) in this industry because you love what you do. Right. Um, And I think um, the one thing I think that is the reason why you are, successful i think is because you truly genuinely believe in what you're doing and what you're serving is is changing lives and people can feel that right people make decisions based on emotion and so i think the fact that they know for a fact that hey like you know what she's genuine she's real she's actually honest about what she's doing i can trust that which is why you're gonna you're gonna convert those but sometimes you're gonna need those little tactics to get people to convert over right when they're like concerned about Oh, I need to think about this. I need to think about that. And knowing when somebody is truly thinking or they're actually, you know, not, or they're just kind of like, "Ah, I don't have the money, right? And they're kind of afraid to say it, Um, but it's just totally okay, right? It's totally okay. It's it's, again, that's a learning process. I don't think you're supposed to come in with that knowledge anyway, right? Right. (laughs) If that was the case, you wouldn't do this industry, so. Um, And I just want to say thank you for the, the honesty and transparency there too, because regardless of success, the fact that you can admit, that you can still improve in certain places, right? I think is eye-opener for the viewers. I think it's also, I like, guess, just appreciated by the viewers, right? Because I think but, you know, like, a lot of people will see what you're doing and in two months where you're at, I mean, you're successful. but yes. And it's not to take away from that because you are, but it's also the fact that you can be honest about that. Is, I think that's what really makes you successful too is that you know you can still improve. But, so thank you for that, Tracy, seriously. Yes. And so last two questions for you, my two favorite questions. First one, what's the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish long-term?
6: Long-term, um, we would honestly like to have um, several franchises open, several Rockbox fitness around the Houston area. Um, so this, this one, this first one, this is our baby. We're trying it out. We love it. We, <laughs> you know, we can't say enough about the franchise itself. They, the founders are hands-on. They help us like what I, I say we're struggling with. If we listen to them and follow their plan, you basically can't go wrong.
3: Yeah. So it's, it's,
6: it's a wonderful company to be a part of. And not just for that aspect. Um, we are helping people. And it's not just a physical workout. It's a mental workout. So um, the thought that we can actually help even more people than what we have already that that's exciting to us um so we we just see ourselves having more um we are in this with our three grown kids so it's a family adventure
3: um
5: so
6: yeah yeah we just we just want to keep going up with this and reaching as many people as we can
5: I love that. I love that. I had no idea that it was your whole entire family. So yeah, if I would have known earlier, I would have had to introduce all of you or something. <laughs> but uh, no, that that's awesome. I think that's beautiful. I think that's everybody's dream, right? It's to just be able right. to really do business with your whole entire family. But again, you guys are. I always say it's God's work, right? When you're helping people and changing lives, like you're yes, genuinely changing lives, and it, it's not an exaggeration. It's you're adding your to lives, and you cannot make that up. You can't do that anywhere else. Oh so, no. I think that's awesome. I think that is awesome. And and I think that's a beautiful thing there. And so, you know, kind of moving on to this last question, I'm going to word it a little differently to make it a little more impactful, if you will. But okay. um, it's my favorite question, by all means. So, you know, Tracy, um, if you can go back in time, right? The two, three months that you're in business, mm-hmm. if you can go back in time to when you first started, maybe even a little bit prior, right, when you were considering opening it up, whatever it may be, and go back and sit yourself down with the, the knowledge you know now, and be able to give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started? What would that advice be for yourself?
6: Well, I think the main thing, I would go back and do a little different in our marketing. You know, with our social media and stuff, that was great. But we realized in our area, the importance of finding out ahead of time where you can set up a table, where you can set up a booth, and get get your name out in your surrounding area. Because you can't, especially with COVID, you can't just go and pop up anywhere. So if I could go back, I would definitely be on top of that, finding out uh, different expos going on that we could have gotten into earlier before we even started pre-launch. So that, that for me is the main thing
5: i love it i love it that is a mic drop of an answer there tracy way to close it out there Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode but before we sign out tracy please shout out your instagram facebook website anything you have where can people find out more about you and the gym
6: right well you can if you look up rock box fitness spring you will find us if you are not in the houston area look up any rock box um you cannot go wrong going to one of these studios it is a just an absolutely wonderful overall workout that's good for any fitness level. If you're interested in opening one yourself, hit me up. I'll help you get to the right people. And it's it's just a wonderful place to be.
5: There we go. There we go. Look, Tracy, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and, and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind just sticking around for one second, so I can let you know how you're going to get it. I would appreciate that. Um, yeah, <laughs> thank you. And, and to everyone who tuned in, today, yeah, no problem. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very very soon. And as always, till next time, jim lords out.